Time for Baldry's Beat, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News, Keith Baldry. Happy Friday. Good morning. Okay, let's talk about the uh, the shocking news yesterday here with Premier John Horgan and this announcement about mm-hmm. the growth in his throat and the surgery is scheduled for this morning, biopsy surgery. We've covered this on the show today. And wow, I mean, this threw everyone for a loop yesterday. What was the reaction in government that you picked up on? Yeah, that? no, it was uh, quite something. I got sense something was up. I went into legislature corridor, which I really haven't done much in, since the pandemic began, and people were buzzing. We got an announcement uh, about 15 minutes heads up uh, John Horgan was going to ha- make an announcement and take limited questions and uh, I was able to talk to someone in government who explained to me what was going on I was like whoa um, again pretty shocking but again all the best to uh, John Horgan he's he was in very good spirits yesterday uh, I've been texting with him he's uh, he's very optimistic that uh, this is going to be a positive outcome but again it's a, a journey into the unknown well he got it early I mean he did the right thing he felt something on his on his neck and he went and got it checked out and they found something else so and he's used this as an opportunity to remind people don't wait if yeah. you see something odd going on go have it checked out uh, yeah. and uh, did it detected early you had a, a doctor on earlier in the show points out that if early detection is the key to having a much more positive outcome than uh, than otherwise. Yeah, and um, Horgan, let's play a clip here of Horgan. He had, he had some interesting things to say yesterday, and here he is speaking yesterday about concerns around losing his voice here, at least in the short term after this procedure. Have a listen. I'm worried that uh, it might have an impact on my ability to talk in the short term, uh, which is some comfort for my spouse, Ellie. It'll be quieter around our house, uh, and I'm sure that... Uh, me not talking for a period of time will be good for everyone, but uh, I have every indication from the surgical team that uh, there's a, a very positive uh, outcomes from certainly the procedure tomorrow and any treatment that will follow. Okay, keeping his spirits up there. Uh, yeah. Politician who can't talk. That's crack and, a problem. Cracking jokes. Uh, uh, so he explained, I talked to Mike Farnworth, who's the new deputy premier, which, right. you know, came as a surprise yesterday, realized that the belated realization we didn't have a deputy premier. No, it used to be Carol James. It was Carol James, right? And we never, he, John Horgan never appointed anyone after the last provincial election, and it just slipped by everybody's attention until uh, Farmworth. What is the, What are the duties of a deputy premier? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> unless they have to step in if the premier can't. For example, um, perhaps John Horgan can't, and he's the chair of cabinet. Uh, he's the president of the executive council, which is cabinet. So he chairs cabinet meetings. If he can't be there. Uh, then Farnworth would be would be the chair of of cabinet. If uh, if uh, there has to be a call with the prime minister, for example, uh, to represent BC in some fashion, if Horgan can't do it, then Farnworth would do it. But Farnworth told me he fully expects John Horgan to be back on the job on Monday, maybe not physically. And again, you go back to John Horgan's you know famous holiday in the summer. It turned out he was working every day. He was on the phone. He was on Zoom calls, and that's what he can do even if he's at home. And I expect that's what's going to happen. Well, no week. premier ever wants to step aside for you know no, for any no, reason. No, and, and, I, you know. and he's not stepping aside. So, yeah. and there's no reason to right now. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. But uh, Mike Farmer, I mean, deputy premier is kind of is you know sort of a symbolic uh, uh, title. Doesn't really have any power. But if uh, there's just like there, every cabinet minister has a second and a third. If a cabinet, if Mike Farmworth, for example, can perform as public safety minister for some reason he's sick or something, there is designated ministers who step in for him on a statutory basis, and that's the same thing with. Deputy. What did you think about the selection of Farnworth for that job? Oh, I think it's a smart 
smart move. Yeah. Uh, he's the most experienced person in the House. Uh, he's been here a long time. Yeah, 30th anniversary of being elected last week was yeah. a really uh, great uh, tribute to him by the uh, opposi- opposition House leader and long term longtime colleague Mike DeYoung. So yes. yeah, I, yes. I can't think of anyone better in in uh, the caucus than than Farmer to pick. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was a good choice. I thought uh, Horgan was seemed to be in good spirits too. I, that was my read of it as well. I liked how he he encouraged people to do that early detection and screening, mm-hmm. which is critical. I think it's a great public service message to put out in, in he, the circumstances. He, he also got a tweet from Kate Mulgrew. Okay, I want to know. Okay, I, this right. is what I want to ask you about because <laughs> at the very... Now, Horgan is like this Star Trek super fan, right? Yeah. Like he's a total Trekkie, total nerd on Trekkie Trek. Trekkie geek. He is. And at the end of his statement yesterday, he had, he had this to say. Thank you very much. Live long and prosper, people. Yeah, live long and prosper. <laughs> and I, th- I think he even did the Vulcan did. salute there. He did. Um, and then later, and he's already been on record as saying that his favorite captain in all the Star Trek series is Captain Janeway mm-hmm. from Voyager, played by actress uh, Kate Mulgrew. Yep. And what, but she tweeted at him, right? She did. Yeah. She, she sent back, which uh, Horgan relayed to me, just basically... Uh, uh, wishing you a recovery that moves at warp speed. Right, from warp Kate, speed, from yeah. From Kate Mulgrew. Yeah. And he calls her, again, the best captain ever. Yeah, and of course, he'll get an argument with most Trekkies on that who would probably put Jean-Luc Picard or Kirk, yeah. Kirk number one. But he's, you know, he's, and I like I like Captain Janeway, too. I mean, I'm a bit of a Trekkie, too, yep. and I, I like her, too. But it's kind of cool how... Uh, they've developed a little bit of a relation. This guy is such a Star Trek nerd. He actually tried to get a job as an extra on a Star Trek movie. Yes, uh, <laughs> while he was premier. So <laughs> no, he's a, he's the ultimate Star Trek uh, uh, geek uh, by his own admission. And it was, but again, I was telling of his where his mind is at right now. He's very optimistic. He's a positive uh, guy uh, in terms of what he's going through right now. And it was, I thought it was quite telling that he ended his news conference that way yesterday. Yeah, and it was interesting on, uh, I didn't think it was actually interesting, that's a bad word for it. I thought it was kind of disgusting in some ways. Some people were on social media yesterday saying, well, this guy's jumping the queue, he's, get spe- he's getting no. special treatment. He is not getting no. special treatment. This guy is like, he's 62 years old, okay? He's an ex-smoker, mm-hmm. he's had cancer before, bladder cancer, which is can typically be related to smoking, mm-hmm. okay? His brother had died of cancer, He's got all the, you know, indicators of this is an urgent situation. And then you've got a growth in the guy's throat. Okay, so it's it's growing, it's getting bigger. Even if he didn't have all those other things going on, bladder cancer, brother, history, he would still be treated the way he's being treated now. Once you go into the a situation like this, this is not like hip replacement surgery where you go on a waiting list. Once you're in the in this situation, you are fast tracked because it, you again early detection. You need to stop this as ASAP. Uh, we've all been through. We've all had personal experiences with cancer, family members, and such. It's not like other forms of illness. You, are, he's not jumping the queue at all. That's right. I mean, and I spoke to one of BC's top cancer experts yesterday because uh, I just wanted to get her get her take on the treatment that's going to happen here. And is he getting any kind of special treatment? And she said, no. Like, if you have a suspicion of cancer, and right now it's just a suspicion. That's right. But it, especially in the throat, okay, and he's got all these other indicators and markers, you go for an auto, a biopsy, mm-hmm. a biopsy, ASAP. Yep. Okay, so there's no cue jumping going on here. No, not at all. Not at all. 
I mean, anyone else in the same circumstances would be getting priority immediate treatment too. Yeah, and so but, you know, and and we have a great cancer treatment system in BC. We have a fantastic cancer treatments uh, situation in BC, but ours is one of the world's best. Um, and it's interesting. I went on. I was on. I tweeted last night. This is not cute jumping. The responses I got from the public. Uh, overwhelming personal positive experiences defending our cancer system, c- defending the way we treat um, cancer patients. But again, we're not there yet with John Horgan. He doesn't know what this is yet. But again, is, it can lead to that, and that's why he's being treated the way he is. Yeah, and by the way, like people can, we can quibble, we can certainly criticize the healthcare system, rightly so in many cases. Oh, yeah. But when you get some of the most serious illnesses that are out there, Typically, you're receiving excellent, like world-class care. I had skin cancer, serious skin cancer, two years ago, and the treatment was exemplary and very quick. Yeah. And again, it was early detection, and let's let's deal with this ASAP. Let me ask you real quickly about some of the uh, the COVID numbers. Uh, here's Adrian Dix, BC Health Minister, and talking about the, the provincial health officer and for people working with youth and sport. Mm-hmm. Have a listen. The order has come into force, and obviously, um, what it's what it's saying to people is, if you're in those circumstances, uh, you've got to get vaccinated. Okay, what is going on there? I know you yeah, covered that so, last night. So, anybody coaching or volunteering with kids sports, you need to be du- double vaccinated. Um, and this again, is this is new. It was an order. It was sort of yeah. It was amended, I think, on Monday. It's a new public health order, and it applies to people, even teaching kids who were or, or instructing or coaching or volunteering with kids who are not vaccinated because they're not eligible. So if even if you're coaching eleven-year-olds who are not eligible for vaccinations, you need to be double vaccinated. As of when? Immediately now? Or? Not sure exactly what the date is. I think it's it's I think it's pretty well immediate. Um, but again, the people we talked to yesterday say this is not a big deal because most people, as again. of the population has one dose. Close to 90% have two doses. So very few people in any particular situation are going to be unvaccinated. All right. Welcome back. Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. I'll write your phone calls here. Tim and Langley. Hey, Tim. Hey, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Yeah. Regarding John Horgan uh, skipping the queue, I had uh, kidney cancer five and a half years ago and uh, prostate cancer six months ago. And both times detected early they went in surgery and because of the early detection and the early action with the surgery no chemo and and uh and uh, no other treatments no radiation or anything like That's that great. so what he's doing is dead on yeah no, i'm glad, really glad to hear that you. yeah no, good good another positive uh, experience in in our cancer center yeah and the and the early detection is key right so if you're worried about anything you should get get it checked out i thought that was one of the most important things that horgan said yesterday yeah he used that as a platform to send a strong message to british Columbians. yeah let's go to bob in nanaimo hey bob All right. guys hi mike yeah. i'm keith love this part of the the week way morning um i'm a throat cancer uh tongue and throat cancer survivor i'm uh, seven plus years out, um, I went through a biopsy in 2012. I'm in the Island Health area in Nanaimo, and uh, it was just amazing. I, I uh, had to go through two major surgeries, and and uh, but you know what? The the thing is, guys, is that um, it was hard. It was arduous. It took a few weeks. I was in Royal Jubilee for five weeks, and. Uh, went through radiation. I didn't know you could get that sick, that sick and not die, but the alternative was dead. And I'm mm. so grateful because another guy with my doctor and a huge call out to James McKenzie on 
Gabriel Island, he uh, saved my life. Um, and um, the, the, there was another gentleman my same age. I'm, I'm almost 70 now. And, and uh, he decided not to get the treatment, and he was dead within 18 months. So anybody that's out there, HPV, um, get the screening, get the work. We have an absolutely astonishing medical system here in British Columbia on the island and mm-hmm. a huge call out to Royal Jubilee. And guys, thanks for your program. Thank you. Thank you for a great call, Bob. Yeah, I've had a couple experiences with Island Health. They're both uh, tremendously positive. So for all the focus sometimes we spend on shortcomings in the healthcare system, the fact is we have a world-class healthcare system, particularly on the cancer front. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to Rob uh, calling from the island. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Uh, I just wanted to comment on uh, Premier Horgan's biopsy. I wish him all the best, of course, right? Um, this morning when I was listening to uh, the news on the radio, you guys said that he could have his results within 24 hours after the biopsy. I recently had a biopsy, and I'm still waiting Yeah, almost three weeks out with the uncertainty of knowing whether I have melanoma or not. Yeah. So. You know, I, I wish him the best, but you know what? Him, him getting results in 24 hours, and I'm sitting here waiting for three weeks. Kind of. Well, think well I don't know who said he would get 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, I'm not sure he would get his result that quick. We'll see. Um, I had a biopsy myself. It, it took uh, took a few days to get the results back. So. I'm not convinced he's going to get that within 24 hours. Yeah, no, I don't think we'll get a result on that today. I'd be surprised. Let's go to Graham and Coquitlam. Hey, Graham. Oh, hi there. I just thought, since this is um, uh, um, cancer being a high-profile thing at the moment because of the premier, that I'd like to put a good word in for the volunteer cancer car drivers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a volunteer driver, and we're desperately uh, in need mm-hmm. of more volunteers, um, you know, Yep. With, enough, with, uh, with cancer patients having enough on their mind, the last thing they would need to worry about is how they're going to get to and from their appointment, and that's what we do. What's your website? Uh, I can't tell you what the website is, but if you Google volunteer, <clears throat> if you Google volunteer cancer drivers society, you'll find it. I, I don't have it here. But. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, we actually did a story on this uh, early in the pandemic. There was a shortage suddenly because of what was going on with COVID-19. There was a shortage of uh, volunteer drivers for cancer patients. Now, if you're a volunteer in the healthcare system, you have to be double-dosed. That applies to workers as well as volunteers. And I assume most, I would assume all cancer uh, volunteer drivers are double-dosed. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, obviously, I, I would think the situation is better now than it was about a year ago when we did our story, when things were sort of at sea in healthcare. Benny, you got to go quick, man. Go ahead. I'm very proud of uh, Mr. Horrigan coming out and telling the general public, and the media, what he's suffering from. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you get an illness. We all get an illness, even me. I had a lump on my shoulder for 20 years, went in, and the general doctor took me in his office. 15 minutes later, he removed the cancer, and I'm still alive and kicking. All right. And we're glad you are, Benny. Always like to hear from you.